This is the Brazoria County Minute. And now the host of the Brazoria County Minute, Kristen English. This is Brazoria County Minute. I am Kristen English with EXP Realty, and I am here today with Shannon Whitley. She is with the Taylor Whitley Show Up Foundation, and um, she is going to talk to us about that today and some other um, some other things. And so I'm very excited to have her here today. Um, we've gotten to know each other a little bit and uh, excited to talk to her and get to know her a little bit more today and share it with you guys. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I sure can. Um, so as you said, my name is Shannon Whitley. And I grew up in Lake Jackson, um, had some loving, adorable, amazing parents. Um, and we are still so close, so that's really awesome. But um, went to A&M, got a master's in healthcare administration, got married to um, Taylor, who we met our freshman year in college. And he then got drafted into the NFL. And we got married in that period of time, and we lived all over the place. Oh, wow. We lived in – he got drafted by my the Dolphins, so we lived in Miami – we lived in Denver, and then we lived in D.C. And then he broke his foot, and his career was over. And so then our real world had to yeah, begin. Yeah. Um, so uh, we had two kids, had some struggles getting pregnant. Um, and so now I've got two beautiful girls. and They, they keep are, you busy. <laughs> yes, uh, 9 and 11. They're involved in absolutely everything, which is awesome. Yeah, I see you out and about. Exactly. <laughs> I'm at my uh, niece's games and stuff, and you always exactly. seem to be there. Yes, and it's my favorite thing ever. Um and um, so then we started trying to figure out what we wanted to do career-wise. Um, Taylor ended up working for USA to Busk, which is a contractor um, locally. They've got like 25 offices around the nation. Um, and I um, initially started out at Methodist Hospital in Houston and worked there for about a decade in administration, which was my master's degree in. Um, and then I had the opportunity to buy into Sport Clips. Oh, so okay. I own um, the two franchise Sport Clips franchises here in town. So there's one in Clute and there's one in Lake Jackson. Okay. And so I've done that for probably um, eight years. And so that's kind of my other job on top of everything else okay. <laughs> besides being a mom and doing the foundation stuff. But, um, yeah, that's just a, kind of myself in a nutshell. Okay. So tell me how you got involved in this foundation. Okay. So um, uh, Taylor and I were married for 14 years. And um, unfortunately, he, um, at 38 years old, he had a massive heart attack and passed away. Um, and at that time, I was completely devastated. And um, I had to believe that there was something more than just that. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm pretty stubborn and hardheaded and, <laughs> and thought, like, God, this can't be the end yeah. of this journey. Like, he was an amazing guy. I mean, he was an awesome father, awesome dad. I mean, just he had high integrity, morals, character, everything about him was just spectacular. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't wrap my head around all of it, and I didn't understand any of it, um, but I knew it wasn't the end of things. And so it started when we went to a TBRM family camp. It's a Christian sports camp, but you go as a family. Okay. And um, while we were there, and Taylor was a camper there as a kid. And oh, so that we okay. went, went back as, yeah. as parents um, and obviously took our kids. <laughs> um, but there was a guy there that um, really latched on to Taylor and he didn't have a father figure. And so Taylor, I mean, kind of coached him kind of the entire weekend. Um, and as we were leaving TBRM, Taylor said, I really want to do something for that kid. She, he said he um, has a lot of potential, but he just needs some encouragement. And so we talked about kind of what there were some options. He was going to U of H at the time, and he had one year left, and he was talking about how he was struggling to pay for the rest of his school. And um, 
Taylor said, you know, I'd really like to pay for his school. I'd re- like to pay for the rest of his college. So it was probably f- five days later that Taylor passed away. So oh. this is uh, pretty immediately yeah. after that situation. Um, and so a few weeks went by. And I kept on thinking, what can I do? And I was like, oh, I need to follow up and I need, I would mm-hmm. like to give that kid a scholarship right. on, you know, kind of in memory of Taylor because that yeah. was just like, you know, his legacy and what he wanted to do. And maybe I could continue to carry it out. So we get, ended up giving him a scholarship. And um, I had posted on Facebook and said, um, you know, in memory of Taylor, we gave a scholarship. Um, and like three weeks later, somebody sent me a check in the mail for the Taylor Whitley Scholarship Fund. Well, there was no such thing. Right, right. And I thought, huh, well, that's interesting. Well, And I couldn't cash the check because there was nothing, you know, there was nothing set up. Yeah, nowhere to to cash it. And I thought, you know, maybe that's something that that I would like to do. Maybe. um, Talk about an open door, right? Oh, God just does really crazy things. Um, And so I thought, you know, maybe that's a thing. So I kind of thought of how I wanted to do that. Talked with some friends um, who all knew Taylor really closely. And... um, we thought it would be awesome to give out scholarships for character because Taylor was all about character. He believed the best in people, um, and he believed that character character could take you farther in life than yeah. so many other things. So true. Um, and considering he wanted to encourage that kid, we decided we were going to do it um, for high school and college-age kids because those are the ones that are in the, kind of that crux of position trying to decide. You know, they've kind of gotten out of their childhood and trying to decide who mm-hmm. they want to be as an adult – and we thought if you can encourage somebody at the right point, absolutely, then it could make a profound impact on their future. Mm-hmm. So to encourage them to keep on going. So that's what we did. We created a foundation called the Taylor Whitley Show Up Foundation um, that highlights and recognizes high school and college age kids with exceptional character. Um, okay, and, so the scholarship is for college age kids as well, not yes. just high school. So okay. it's so it's high school juniors and seniors. Okay, and then it's actually college students, anyone who's enrolled. So it actually doesn't even have to be a college age student. Okay, just someone enrolled in college. Someone enrolled in college. Okay, awesome. Um, because those people are making a career change, regardless yeah. of what age they are. Yeah. Um, so when we started out, I kind of thought, okay, I will personally fund, um, you know, maybe three scholarships a year, and um, thought, you know, no problem, I can do that. And I, I kind of thought I was like, you know, I'm going to give myself a goal. I'm just going to try to make it for three years. See what happens in three years. If it takes off, great. If it doesn't, then I kind of did my duty and yeah. I tried. Yeah. Um, so then um, Taylor's former boss kind of caught wind of what I was doing. And he said, I really love what you're doing. And it's all about the character of Taylor and, you know, continuing his, his legacy. He said, I want to get involved. Um, and this is a huge company. This is not just a small yeah. mom and pop kind of shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they kind of took me under their wing and took the foundation under their wing. And it has grown exponentially. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, the impact that it can have, um, this, my small view of it was blown up um, as of tw- – so it started in 2018. And um, at the end of 2022, we had given out 160 educational grants and scholarships. Wow. That's a, um, that's a huge number. Worth close to $200,000. So something that I thought was gonna, I was going to give out, you know, maybe five to $10,000 a year has turned into something so much bigger and the impact can touch so many more lives. Yeah, and I think that's such a good lesson in when the opportunity presents itself, 
taking the time to even when we we don't understand or we can't see what might happen to just walk through that open door to just take that step to go with the flow that's being um, presented for you and just to see what happens and I know for me um, I've been blown away at times when I just uh, kind of stepped out in faith and 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 just walked out not knowing what was going to be brought to me and I just love the way that you wanted to you you just wanted to keep on with um you know you guys you, your life was going in a certain direction and all yeah. of a sudden it can life can throw you for a loop whenever you know what you yes when <laughs> your plan right was put to a halt absolutely but to stop and say okay um what where can i go with i mean i can st- i still feel compelled to do something but it doesn't look like i thought it did absolutely. anymore so so what's next right. and um you know, for me in the past, I would want to just when things didn't look the way that I wanted to, I would just want to give up. Yeah. And and now I'm learning to say, OK, well, what what do, what can I still do with that mm-hmm. vision? What can I still do with that that calling? You yes. know, it may look differently, but what can I do with it now? And I just love this story because it is such a great example of that. And one of the prayers I started uh, praying after Taylor passed away, was like, Lord, I don't understand any of the situation. I can't make sense of it. Um, but I trust that you know what you're doing. And I trust that you're still good, regardless of how mm-hmm. it looks to me. Obviously, this was not my plan. Right. Um, but it still can be good, even though it doesn't look right. the way we thought it should. Um, and and just believing that all things work in our favor, all absolutely. things work in our good. We just have to figure out what that good is when we can't see it. And I think you have to be open to the idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, a lot of times people are faced with a challenge and you can go two different ways. Mm-hmm. You can give up or you can look for the good in it. Um, and while it sounds really cheesy, and you know, it, and that cliche of um, it's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it. Yeah. It's 100 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Um, and my kids really helped me focus on um, I, I really didn't think I had a choice. Um, it was all about my kids. And I wanted to make sure that they still had a full life mm-hmm. if I had given up. I would be giving up for them, too. Because they were young when this happened. They were seven and four when Taylor passed away. Um, So I was all they had. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was up to me to still raise two beautiful girls with every opportunity that that they could possibly have. And um, so that was a really big driving factor for me because um, at such a young age, they had such a traumatic experience that most adults don't even have yeah. um, much as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I have got, they're watching me. Everything I do, they're watching. They're looking for an example. They don't know how to respond. Um, and I really didn't know how to respond either. And so we just took every step in faith thinking, okay, God, what is next? Because I am lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it takes you to get to that point. And I'm a control freak, so I like yeah. to plan things and I like things to go. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're that type of personality and your plan gets totally thrown off, yes. off, <laughs> off balance, um, you're scrounging for things. Right. Like, what is it? Um, and the foundation really provided an opportunity to put that um, Taylor's legacy into something else and see the impact that he could have while he was not here to do these kind of things. Um but isn't that what it's about? I mean, don't we all want to leave a legacy behind that that our life meant so much while we were here that it continues to mean even more once we're gone yeah. to those that we've left behind? Absolutely. But the funny thing about Taylor is he hated attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he would be like, 
I th- I thought back and forth about this. I was like, I wonder what Taylor would say about all this. And he would hate that it has his name in it. Um, and I don't know if you had met Taylor or not. No, I hadn't. He, but he was, um, he couldn't hide. He was uh, almost 6'5", 320 pounds. So you walked in a room and he Couldn't was miss there. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want attention. And that was really probably what made him so amazing because he didn't want any attention. He didn't want any um, credit for anything. And so he just kind of did it on the back end. And it was just who he was. And I even think about that now the foundation could probably reach more people than he would be willing to reach because of his personality that's so that's such a good point yeah and and it's tough for me though because obviously if i could pick it i would totally pick absolutely to have it back yeah so while it's awesome um it's still kind of bittersweet yeah so i can imagine yeah um so um, can you tell me about what what the foundation has been doing since it's, it's since it's it started? When, yeah. What year did it start? Did you already say that? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So Taylor passed away August first of twenty eighteen, and I think our first um, official Show Up Foundation scholarship was that Thanksgiving, so okay. twenty eighteen. Thir- so uh, since November. then, what what all have you? I know you. Did you say the numbers were yes. total? That's the total. Yes, that's okay. the total. All um, right, but the, wanted to make sure we cover that. Yes, okay. absolutely. And um, so it's grown exponentially. Um, the awesome thing about the uh, foundation and the scholarships is that they're based on nominations only. So okay. you can't apply for a scholarship and you can't apply for a grant um, on our website, which is taylorwhitleyshowup.com. There is an upper on the upper right hand. It says nominations. And so anybody can nominate any kid that qualifies with a, within the age or the uh, college registration. Okay. Um, and um, we've been able to partner with our local schools. So every school within our uh, lower Brazoria County, um, they get standing scholarships. So they have standing scholarships for the next five years. Um, they get a minimum of $2,500 per school, um, and they have to decide. Okay. There's no application. They still can't apply um, whether the school decides how, like, you know, I think it's either a student group or a teacher group decides who um, should be awarded and they give me names and then we just give them out. So um, we've partnered also with the FACS. Once a year, the FACS um, takes uh, community nominations um, and then the FACS awards uh, show up foundation grants and scholarships. Okay. So what, what would you say is the biggest hurdle for the foundation? Is it to get um, donations or is it to get Applicants? What is it? Or uh, not applicants, but yeah, yeah. Uh, nominations. Nominations. Yes. Absolutely. I think nominations is the is the hardest thing to get. Um, we've been very blessed with uh, USA to Busk and their um, giving, and we have every year we have a fundraiser, and they're um, kind of the sponsor of it, and they have a lot of um, impact on that. And we've raised a lot of great money, um, but we would love to continue to give out more money, and um, so we need nominations. Okay. Um, for that. Um, and by and someone wants to nominate, they would go to the website. Yeah, absolutely, okay. and it takes about five minutes. Okay, uh, you just have to tell why this why the kid's so awesome. Okay, um, and uh, it can't be nominated by a family member. Okay, um, but outside of that, there's really no record. So it could be like a a friend, a, a teacher, coach. Right. Absolutely, um, and also there's no demographic. Um, it doesn't have to be just this area. Like okay. if the kids, uh, it can be anywhere. It just happens to kind of have been focused around this area, just because that's where I live. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. And so what I'm trying to do is get people in different areas to be responsible for giving them out, because right now it's just kind of me. And so it's 
that's a little bit of a constraint is just me giving them out. So really yeah. anybody can give them out. Okay. <laughs> so um, kind of for the future, would it just be able to grow it outside the area? Is that Absolutely. what your goal and dreams yeah. for the future would be? Absolutely. Um, would be for people in different areas to kind of take a point on being a hub for nominations in that group um, would be the easiest way for it to grow. Um, right now, I think the constraints are nominations, but also my time. Yeah, because you're only one person, right? <laughs> right exactly. Yeah, and which, I mean, I kind of think that leads to um, the next question I wanted to ask you. Uh, you talk about time constraint. You are you now are raising two daughters on your own. Mm-hmm. And so um, as, as a widow, um, what is something that you would like to say to other people who have found themselves unexpectedly a widow or know someone who is? Oh, goodness, that's a really hard question. Um, I could talk forever on this. Um, I think it's hard to understand the impact that a loss, and obviously there's losses of different kinds. I mean, you can it can even be a divorce. It can be even unmet expectations. There's a lot of different types of losses. Um, but as far as mine, um, I didn't realize how much one loss would be on my entire life. I mean, it impacts every aspect from parenting, from finances, from um, home maintenance. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I've had uh, YouTube has taught me a lot about how to fix things around the house. Um, But absolutely everything. You know, your your dreams were set based on your family. Right. And your dreams are now totally changed. I mean, my life now is a whole different life than what I had before. Not to say that it can't be good. It's just very different. Yeah. Um, and I think that everybody grieves differently. And I would have loved for somebody to say, oh, you know, here's some instructions for how to get through grief. Um, but unfortunately, there are not any. Um, and uh, I actually had to make up some boundaries for myself in the first year because I could easily feel myself that it would be really easy to fall into um, – a way to kind of mask all the hurt, you know, whether it be alcohol or whether it be, um, you know, shopping or, you know, like trying to cover up a lot of Extreme busyness. Absolutely. Um, uh, So I kind of put some things into place, like just kind of because I was like, I'm not thinking clearly. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where I am at most points in time. And there's um, there's a certain thing called a widow fog. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Your brain just doesn't work as well as it previously did. I don't know if it's the trauma. Um, I don't know really what it is. It might be your body just like going into a kind of um, a protection cocoon. So you can't so you don't have to feel everything all at once. It might be. Um, And it took me probably three months to even get over the shock Mm -hmm. of I mean, because for you, it was very sudden. Absolutely. It wasn't something that you knew was coming. Yes. And Taylor traveled uh, for work a lot. And so it kind of felt like, oh, he was still coming back. Right, right. But it took me a while to even get over, you know, the realization that this was really my life. This, yeah. my, my husband's gone and it's forever. And this is, I'm a single mom. And um, it's like you wake up in the morning and your, your eyes open. You're like, oh, wait, this is real. This yes. is real life. You know, it probably took about two years No, that's okay. <laughs> it probably took about two years for me to not to roll over and expect that nobody right. was there. Yeah. Well, because you guys were married for how long when he passed away? 
We were married for 14 years, but we had been dating for about five years before yeah, so that. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a that's 20 years of your life. Of course, it's going to take a couple years to... And he was all I knew. I mean, we started dating our freshman year in college. Yeah. I mean, so we grew up together. We, yeah. you know, and it was one of those things that um, you knew that you could get through anything when you had your person with you. Yeah. But when your person's gone, you know, it's a whole new, mm-hmm. it's a whole new ball game. So... Um, to dig deep within yourself and yeah you know and i still i still can't understand it there are so many different things that i think man why why god like you know and you really have to go back to thinking that you know like god's ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are way higher than ours um and there's just certain things we're not going to understand yeah and you have to be okay to still move forward with not understanding i had to give up my want to have to understand everything, um, because I think I would get stuck. Mm-hmm. You get stuck in trying to figure out or trying to blame something or trying to think, can I do something different? None of those things matter. Yeah. The end is still the same result. Uh, and I think you said it earlier um, that it's easy to give up hope when you don't see God working in the ways that you thought he should. Um, and there's especially when you're con- like, like things to be in control, yes. like, you know, and that's what I've learned is control is such an illusion. Oh, you know, I mean, I and think my of control all, was taken away. In yes. An and that's what for me, when I've lost control of things and I find myself floundering to try and find, figure out like, well, why, right. what went wrong? Yes. You know, where, where can I figure it out? And what I've had to come to is that, well, because ultimately I'm not in control. Right. I could have all the dreams and plans and goals and, you know, you know, schedule and everything, but those things in life that just kind of come out of nowhere are meant to teach us that we are not in control. Right. And, and trying to get stuck in figuring out the how and the why we'll, we'll stay stuck there. Absolutely. It will just be on a, on like a, like a, what is that? A merry-go-round just round and round and round. And I think that's what I, I didn't want to miss out. So I felt like if I had given up or if I stayed stuck, um, I didn't want to miss out on my future and I didn't want to miss out on my kids' future because um, that when we lose hope, I think that's when we get stuck um, and that's when depression can set in right. and that's when we can get just so discouraged. Um, and I I would have said, you know, if somebody said, oh, are you depressed? And I'd say, of course I'm not depressed. Um, but I really was. Yeah. And it took me a really long time to actually identify it, we had done tons of therapy as a family, individually. Um, but I finally was like, that is right. I am depressed. And I think I probably need to take some action. Um, sometimes we um, depression doesn't look like how we think depression would look. And then sometimes we don't realize it till we look back and say, right. oh, just because I was, you know, functioning didn't mean Correct. that I wasn't struggling. Yes. And I think that I do a really good job of... Um, Pretending that everything's okay because don't we all like we yeah. want everybody to think that and, and not that I was putting on a show for somebody. Um I think I was probably just making sure my kids knew that mm-hmm. I was okay. Um but I was talking to a friend and I was like, Man, I am about to lose it and she was like, Really? I couldn't even tell that you're struggling. I can't and I was like, Oh man, if you saw what was going on <laughs> in my in my head and my home, I was like and you would have a whole different yeah. different idea. So um I think that it was uh, a turning point whenever I finally decided, like, I think I need I think I need more help than what I what I thought it needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's I think that's one thing that we all need to remember just because someone um, looks like they're OK. Yeah. Um, 
doesn't mean that they are. Right. And sometimes um, people think they're okay mm-hmm. and they're they're actually not. And so um, I think that's a good reason to remember to to just be to be kind and considerate. Um, you know, if if someone kind of <laughs> loses it out of nowhere and you're thinking, what's wrong with them? You know, you you don't know that maybe it was taking everything they had just to get where they were. Right. And then, you know, it was the straw that broke the camel's back sort of thing. Like, Absolutely. So everybody's dealing with something. And, um, you know, um, is, is is if someone is watching and, you know, maybe someone that um, in their life has has recently lost a spouse, um, is there something that you can maybe suggest to them to watch out for for that person? Because like you said, everyone grieves differently, so we can't assume that everyone would would need exactly what you had needed. But looking back as, you know, in that early time or just even years after, um, what is something that, you know, they could watch for? I think um, people who are grieving want to isolate themselves because that's – they're trying to internalize it and deal with it themselves. Um, so I would watch out for people who um, are not getting out of their homes. Um, but also I had two amazing friends who pretty much and, – and my family and my sister who helped me get through most of it. But they just showed up. They didn't ask what I needed because, truthfully, I didn't know what I needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raising two kids. Going um, through the motions. Right. I mean, I had food on my doorstep at least twice a week. Um, and that was something that I couldn't do. There was no way I was going to be able to cook for my kids. Mm-hmm. My kids were young. They didn't really care to eat. And so then I was like, well, I don't really care either. We can eat cereal for the right. rest of our lives. Um, so my friends would help with my kids. Friends would help um, with food. Anything that, uh, you know, it's those daily tasks that are just so much harder to do than um, they were before. Yeah. So um, And then and then all of a sudden you have more of them. Because yes. When 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 you lose your partner in life, right? You know, I I I've been married for almost twenty five years, and I I know that like we kind of just fall into this role, right? And he does things, and I do things, and you don't really notice that they're not doing them, right? And, unless they don't get done, right? And um, I think that that would be a thing too. It's like all of a sudden there's not someone to do those things that they've been doing, and you don't think to do them because you don't usually do them. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely did have to hire more people to help with my yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. Those were not things that I could do. And and every time I went out to take the trash out, um, I'd say, damn it, Taylor, this was supposed to be your job. <laughs> I'm not supposed to take it. So his job was the trash. Right, right. And I was like, damn it. You're not here to take out the trash. But it's just those little things mm-hmm. that uh, really make an impact and – um, it was all about my friends and family showing up for me. And that was that's even the crux of the entire foundation. Um, the story of how the Show Up Foundation, so I kind of told you how the scholarships kind of went, but the uh, how the it got named was um, at Taylor's funeral. This was the first time I had heard this story, but Taylor's best friend, Jeff Hangartner, um, was telling this story in his eulogy and um, – uh, Jeff had just finished playing nine years in the NFL, but he had never finished his degree. So he was going back as like a 30-year-old um, adult going back to get his undergraduate degree. So he had to do a speech communication class, and he had to do a final speech. Mm-hmm. He and Taylor were talking, and he said, I've got to do this final speech, but I don't have an idea on the topic or what I want to write because the topic is I have to tell a life lesson. And Taylor's quickly responded and said, all you have to do is show up, give a flip, and repeat. 
And so that's why it's called the Show Up Foundation. I love uh, that. I know. And, and Taylor was all about showing up. And I think that um, our lives are all about showing up. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's not just um, what you do on your on your own time, you know, for your, for your family. Um, the difference is made when people show up. People who show up, and this is what I tell kids whenever we give out awards, you know, so this is to encourage you to continue to show up. Because when you show up, you can change the world. Mm -hmm. The impact that you can have when you show up for somebody else um, uh, is profound. And and it's really putting others above yourself. Yeah, and I think it really is that simple to just show up. Show up. And what did you say? Give a flip? Yeah, and repeat. (laughs) And And repeat. Keep keep on doing it. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we can think that – our presence in the world or in our jobs or in our families or just um, wherever we go right. every day it is is minor. It doesn't really matter for anything. But um, I think that really just showing up. And in the beginning, we talked about going through open doors and going with the flow uh, with, with the things that are presented to you. Yeah. And um, that's what it's about. It's just showing up every day um, and, and being there because it's, it makes a difference. The Brazoria County Minute is brought to you by BeRemembered.us. Tell your story. Be remembered.